Welcome to Creative Conversations, the Tiger Spirit podcast where I talk with real people about creativity in their life and work. I'm your host, Yang Mei Ui. I'm an author and podcaster. This is the third episode in my three-part mini-series from Westwood Ho in North Devon. And to round off this seaside series, my guest today is Stephen Ring, a well-known local artist and photographer based in Westwood Ho. Welcome to Creative Conversations, Stephen. Thank you, Yang Mei. Now, you um, haven't always lived in Westwood Ho, um, so how is it that you came to come and settle here? Well, I, I lived in Wiltshire and I was a single parent and um, I decided I need to change my lifestyle, break the circle I was living in. And I've always holidayed in North Devon, so I thought it would be a nice place to bring my child up. So I decided to come to North Devon and I was looking at a place to rent, went to Ilford Coombs, Saunton, and came to a place in Westwood O. My daughter liked it, so I decided for Westwood O. And you used to be a gallery owner, I believe, in Wiltshire. Yes, I've um, I spent many years painting and selling pictures on Bayswater Road as as a hobby, and I decided to open a gallery up in Westbury, picture framing and fine arts and originals. And you were also painting bird bird paintings. Yes, I was very detailed bird paintings, um, and. In Bayswater Road, I, I I sewed all over the world and had commissions all over the world for the paintings. Wow! And then uh, it makes me think because I I used to walk along Bayswater Road and look at all all the, all the paintings and all the painters there. I probably saw some of your pictures. <laughs> you might have done. It's about fifteen years ago. And so then you came down here, and I think you have a lovely story of how you actually made that decision. You were driving along the burrows with your daughter. Yes, we were. We decided, we found a place in Westwood O we were both keen on and decided to try and get to the beach. And obviously we only knew the Burroughs way and as we was driving down the Burroughs there was a load of sheep on the road. So I got out of the car to shoo them off. They got off the road, out of the way, sat back in the car and they all come back on the road again. And this happened about three times and me and my daughter were just in stitches. <laughs> so it was, it was the sheep that made you do it? <laughs> yeah, it's the sheep's fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a lovely story. Um, so then um, you, you moved down here and you became a photographer by accident. Yes, I, I, I've always been interested in photography because of bird paintings. I use my camera for the, the detail. So I decided to go around and start photographing the beach. And then I, the inspiration wasn't no more in the detailed work. It was large oil canvases. And I just used to paint them not to sell is for me it's like a, a medication you know I just needed to do something different and I really got into doing it and I, and I loved it and I was fortunate for a gallery to pick them up in light light term and I ended up with pictures in three or four galleries and in the end the galleries used to come to the house and have a look which oil painted they want and then they noticed my photography and they said to me oh like to try some of these so I ended up selling photographs as well as originals. That's amazing that the photos that you took just like a snap for the purposes of the art. Yeah, and basically yeah. that's what they were. Amazing. And so then when you were down here, you, you moved away from painting birds to doing landscapes. Yeah. 
Can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, for, from detailed watercolour pictures uh, to the landscapes, which I was never keen on abstract or large oil paintings, but the, the vast expanse of the beach gave me a feeling that I had to try and capture this, in which I really enjoyed doing, and oil seemed the perfect medium for me to do that in. And so, something I never thought I'd do is more photography and great big large abstract paintings. <laughs> so, um, you were doing the abstract paintings uh, and the photography at the same time when you were down here in Westwood Hill when you first started? Yeah, I was. I was more, more of the, the art, was, which was what was selling in the galleries. The, the, the photography came secondary and um, I, further down the line, I had a little bit of trouble with some of the galleries, um, not paying the right money, um, and I think everybody was struggling at one time. And so the, basically, the art was more personal to me. It was more of my personal energy and more of my personal feelings which went into a piece of art. And I lost the feel for doing the art. And so I just concentrated on the photography and which I was very lucky to find galleries were taking it on, selling it and people were collecting it over the years. Um, I had quite a good few commissions from uh, P&O Ferries. I'd done the Venture, the largest floating gallery in Britain. I had 1800 images all down the hallways of North Devon. So I was quite lucky falling into little sections like this where my photography took off. Also got commissioned by British Airways as well to print a load of stuff for Terminal 5, the opening of Terminal 5, which um, I was pleased with. So that must be amazing to have your photos in those kinds of places seen by, well, I suppose if it's a Terminal 5, the world travellers. Yeah, well, the, the thing is I found, I, I looked around and there were so many really good ph photographers and I was quite surprised that my photography took off like that. And didn't you have people from um, from from the local area discovering actually? Their oh yeah, <laughs> I still get emails now from people saying, "Oh, we've just been on the venture, look down the hallways, and we're walking down spotting where we walk our dog." It's really quite funny. <laughs> that must be very satisfying. Oh yeah, it is in a way. It's nice when people appreciate your work. Definitely. Well, it is with any artist or writer. So um, now, some of your photos look like paintings and, and, and the, re the reason that um, I um, came in and asked if you would be on my podcast is because I've been coming down to Westwood Ho and staying in holiday apartments and, and in many of them uh, your paintings have sort of centre stage essentially in, in the living room and, and I look at those paintings and uh, uh, photos and it's like is it a painting? Is it a photo? And so that, this is why I'm getting confused. I'm talking about your photos but they're paintings. Yeah. Oh I don't know. <laughs> so so how, how, how do you do that? Well um I used to get my stuff printed, most people use local printers, I've, I've used local printers, I sent away to print it, but I could never get the right image, it just didn't seem, it didn't have the pop to me, so I decided to become a printer, so I bought a printer, went all down that route, and then I find I could finally tune my image to the medium I was using, and the printer, and that's what give me the edge a little bit because I can almost put that 3D look to some of them and on the canvases I hand finish them with a varnish so it makes them a little bit different so right. it gives it that kind of feel is it a painting is it a photograph which a lot of people like. <laughs>
so luckily <laughs> that's luckily so so for it's interesting you are self-taught in every aspect isn't it yes you, i you am taught yourself art, art and photography and now printing yeah i even teach art to to to, to groups well uh well 10 15 years ago when i first started i couldn't even use a computer and a digital camera was like, how am I going to learn a digital camera? You know, I've never read a book as big as a manual they give me. So, but no, it just, it, you know, touch wood, it came my way, really. And so with, with, the, with, the, with the art, when you were doing your bird paintings and just way, way back, did you, as a child, did you always, were you always interested in painting and, and, and art? Yes, I was, especially wildlife, and especially birds. I was always interested in birds, yeah. Wildlife, definitely. And so, over the years, uh, uh, so you, you started the, the painting when you were a child, and sort of over the years built up your skill. I'm just thinking yeah, yes, I did. I was uh, at school. I was always into um, I was always into art, and I'd done quite well. Probably my best subject. Probably the only one I turned up for, really. <laughs> but there you are. Um, but when I wanted to school, I wanted to go down that route, but my dad said, no, I have to do this or do that. Um, so I, I stopped my art for quite a while, and it wasn't until I got married and settled down a bit, I got back into, back into art. Then I met some friends who sewed in Bayswater Road and said to me I should give that a go. So that's how I ended up in Bayswater Road, selling art. So you created your own style, really, um, through um, through through doing the, the the painting and the art and the photography, without going to a formal school. Yes, I think one thing the art taught me, what helped my photography, how to package, how to package a product, and I think that was my biggest thing the art done for me. So when I was had my photographs, and some of them probably weren't the best picture ever but I packaged it right and I presented it right which helps sew the product and the prop and the photography improved further on down the line. So um, what do you mean by, by packaging it? Like the mounts, the colour mount, the bags, the, the, the whole finished product. So that it looks professional yes. and it looks appealing yeah. Yeah. in all the little details. Yeah, very, from the back to the front, everything's important to me. Mm. I, of course, I'm, I come listening to you as as a writer, yeah. and I I never went to a writing school. I just started writing from a, from a child when I was a kid, and and you know there's lots of rubbish that I've thrown away, um, but then there's the good the stuff that actually eventually got published, um, yeah. and the whole thing working with the publishing company to get the book, the physical book, um, and the the cover right, and and making and 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 having that professional product that people want to buy that it's a that it is appealing that stands out in, in the bookshelves so it's the same thing particularly for, for your art yes yes it is and um i think you've got to really really persevere with it because you know as many doors as i've knocked on as many's closed and it's not not a, not a very easy thing but once you you get there it's very pleasing you know definitely so can you tell us a, a bit about what it's like um, in terms of when you first started doing your landscape photography around the Westwood Ho area in Devon um, and how you kind of got to know all the different parts of, of Devon through your photography? Oh, that's a lovely story. That's the greatest part is finding all these new places. And I've always been a keen, a keen fisherman. 
and a lot of these places I go, I find all these old fishermen there and I always go along and have a chat, say, have you, have you caught anything today? And they say, well, well, what are you up to? And I said, I'm taking pictures. And they, they told me so many places where to go. And I used to find all these places. And my partner, Jess, is from Devon. I used to say, can we go here and there? So we used to look it up and go and find it. But definitely local fishermen and some of the people on walks were a good, good inspiration to me. And do you have any places that um, you would say to local people, maybe who haven't explored uh, as widely, um, uh, uh, or, or people who come to, to visit Devon, um, any tips that you have for where to go to get some good, good shots? Oh, there's, some, there's a place called Speaks Mills, about May, to May time. You can walk down there, it's full of viruses, daisies, all the, all the wildflowers you can almost imagine. And there's really large waterfalls going all the way down to the beach. Beautiful place. There's quite a few places like that. And you're quite passionate about promoting Devon as a place to visit. And you've got uh, you've got a website about about Devon, I, I believe. Yes, I've set a white, uh, website up called, called Beautiful North Devon, which um, tells you all about these different beaches, where they are, how to get there. Um, I was sort of well, three years after taking um, lots of these pictures, I was having all these images I which wouldn't really sell, but they were building the pictures up of the area. And I thought, well, I need to do something with these. So that's how Beautiful North Devon was born. And so that's beautifulnorthdevon.co.uk? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, and and is it that you? It's just pictures, or or is there anything else there? Oh, there's right ups there. There's walks on there, and it's something we're going to expand even more. You know, in the next year or two, there's going to be videos, all sorts, really. Oh, fantastic! Um, now, you're so passionate about photography and going out and about in the great, beautiful outdoors that you don't let two broken hips get in the way. No, I don't. <laughs> No, 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 far from that. So so can you tell us a, 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 a couple of the stories of what happened? Oh, yes, I um, decided to go to Portland Bill um, when, one evening and I was sat down there with my partner Jess and um, my uh, tripod falls over and my camera crashes to the next shelf down so I lean over to try and pick it up. It's, it's got to be a 40 to 60 foot drop, waves crashing around. And my hip decides to come out. So I'm rolling around on this rock, my hip out, no one about. My partner couldn't get um, a reception on her phone. And we was very lucky. There was a woman who came to photograph the same rock as we were photographing on a mobile phone. Does it once a year, the same time every year, at a reception and managed to call, a, call an ambulance. Oh my but God. when the ambulance got, got there, it couldn't get to us. So... Um, Two hours later, quite a bit of morphine, then I was airlifted off on a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> so you must have been in complete agony with your hip popped out. Yeah, yeah, I was. All you can do is just lie there, re really, really, you just can't move. And, and, and the light was fading, it was in the evening? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was fading. It was dark by the time I, I got, <laughs> got flown off. Oh my god! But you carried on with your holiday after they. Oh yes, I went. My partner came and picked me up from the, the the hospital the next day. Went back to the caravan where we were staying. So all the bags were packed, and I said, "No, no, no, we're not going." We was back out with the camera again. <laughs> now that's dedication for you. <laughs> well, I don't want to waste the holiday. <laughs>
<laughs> That's just wonderful. So now, um, you know, many people listening um, to, to the podcast maybe are keen amateur photographers. Yes. Um, and the, uh, but, you know, maybe they're thinking, there may be a few people thinking, oh, you know, I really wish I could be a photographer. You know, this sounds really exciting, the, the lifestyle that you have, um, you know, walking around beautiful Devon, taking photos, making a living from, from your passion. Um, do you have any words of wisdom or advice for people um, who might be thinking, you know, how, how can I build a business doing something like uh, that I love, like, like photography? Um, well, I think, you know, i done it on a basis I was enjoying it. And it's a really good healthy hobby because it gets you out of the house, it gets you walking, gets you thinking about something different, it makes you look at nature more or whatever you want to photograph. And most cameras nowadays are really, really pretty good. You can fine tune the camera and get an excellent result straight out of your camera. So it's... If you're thinking about doing it, just do it. Photograph your local park, your place where you walk locally. If you get some good pictures together, offer them to bed and breakfasts, hotels, pubs even, or do some postcards and greeting cards, you know, and all these little things build up and build up and build your own portfolio. You know, you can get good pictures from a mobile phone now. You just build it up and just try it. And also, it's about marketing yourself, isn't it, as well? Yes, you have got to market yourself, but, you know, it's, it's it, the marketing bit and getting your image out there is hard. You know, you've got to knock on doors, knock on doors. You just don't give up. You just keep plowing on with it and you, you'll get there or you'll find a style or you'll find what people do like. And there'll be something and you'll, you just got to keep on battling away with it. It's interesting what you say about finding a style and finding the, the pictures that people do like and actually not being disheartened when people turn away. But actually, what can I learn from this? Yeah, that's right. I think you had a story about um, you were taking pictures of, of deer, but then actually people wanted some other picture because that was where they walked or something. Yeah, yeah, I've done many a picture. I've got some of, some of the images I've, I've taken. I've had published in photography magazines. Some of the images I've taken I really, really love. But, and I think they're beautiful photographs, but they don't sell. It's, you've got to relate to where people may walk or they've been. And it's, it's what you think's going to be your bestseller sometimes out not to be your bestseller. It's about connecting with the people yeah. who, who come to visit. Yes, it is. You know, the, the, knowing the area, where they've walked, where they've sat, when they had lunch with their dad or their mum, or where they've walked their dogs, the places they know. And that's why you, any town or any little villages, everyone's got that, you know. So you can photograph your local place and take it from there. So you can start from where you are. You don't have to actually move no. to some exotic location like Devon. You oh, no, you don't. You, you don't. You know, you can, your local post office would sell cards of the local area. People always like local scenes. You know, a lot of people grown up there and moved on, come back and visit. They, they'd like to take a postcard or a greeting card back. It's a memory. It's a personal connection for them yeah. of the place that they've been. It's about them, not about you, as it were. No, no, that's right, because I've, I bought um, greeting cards out from uh, of North Devon and people, people's children go off to university and they're always buying them and sending them off, reminding them of home. So that could be, you know, anywhere, really. That's lovely, that, because it, it kind of reminds us that, that photography is actually about 
um, a story, uh, uh, something that is connecting people, not just the picture for its own sake. Yeah, that's right, exactly. And um, you're also now doing some abstract, you're, you've gone back to your art, yeah, uh, and you've, you're doing some abstract stuff. Can you describe what you're doing now? Um, I find walking along the beach is like, it just clears my mind. It's like a meditation to me. It just makes me feel so good. And I walk the beach, the two-mile beach, almost every day at low tide. Even in stormy weather, whatever, it comes back, it clears my mind. And I've gone into doing contemporary art with resin. And they're based on shapes, they're based on the sea, they're based on textures I see in the, in, in the sand. And I've done about six, five sewed straight away. I'm on a new range now. I've got three commissions, no, four commissions now for, for some more. Um... They might not appeal to everybody. But what do you think? <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to describe this um, this, this picture that uh, that Stephen has on his wall. I'm looking at it right now. It's square, and it's uh, black with gold and silver, um, and some red, sort of blood rusty red. Um, it's abstract, and it looks like the patterns of sand that you would get on the beach at low tide. In in one way, it also looks like you know if you if you look at the sun and you see those solar flares, um, that's what it looks like, as well as curvy shapes and splashes. It's really quite beautiful and and it's shiny and that's that's a bit weird. Uh, and of course, you said to me it's, it's resin, and we were looking at it just now, and, and my partner said, oh, it's like a surfboard. Can you just talk through the process of using resin and what resin is for for, for those of us who don't know? Well. Um... The, the the resin is a two-part formula where you mix two liquids together and it sets them off hard. So I basically get a, get a board, prime the board three or four coats of gesso, rub it down so it's nice and smooth, and then I mix up the resin and then I mix up all different colours in the resin. I tip it down on the panel and I move it with a heat gun and a blowtorch and it takes almost a natural form so it's almost organic and some of the some of the bits it comes out with are absolutely quite special aren't they absolutely and and from what you're describing I'm assuming if you tried to create this picture again it would that that second picture would not be the same oh no it's basically impossible so each is absolutely unique Listeners can go to the show notes page and, yeah. and see a photo of it just to see what 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 we're looking and at. And they're really so hard to photograph because they're because it's up to three or four coats of resin, so it's got that depth, a real depth to it, which a photograph doesn't put across. And and also, although it's smooth to the touch, there is a texture to it visually. Yeah. Um, because of the way that you've you've done it, it's, it's just it's just really stunning. It, it seems very 21st century because of the the resin it looks very modern it's almost like the flat screen tv that you've got next to it it's very modern and technical or technological yeah. but at the same time it's made by hand it's beautifully crafted and there is that sense of nature uh, about it that the natural world is is really embedded in it i'm gonna have to use that my right ups off it <laughs> very good <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> Uh, now, if people want to um, find out more about you and your work, where, where should they go? Um, I've got a website, a couple of websites, um, 
www.steamring.co.uk. I've got beautifulnorthdevon.co.uk. Um, also, I've got a photography, northdevon.co.uk. <laughs> I just can't say it too many times. <laughs> um, I've got an Instagram, Steam Ring. Um, there will be more paintings on when I can produce a lot more, but they're, they're selling quite fast at the minute and I've sort of only got about three in stock and when I got a varnish or resin again because it's got a bit of dust on it, which is a hard thing to keep the dust off of the, 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 the resins, but I will get them on the website as soon as possible, really. Brilliant. Well, Stephen Ring, thank you so much for being on Creative Conversations. Thank you very much. My creative conversation today was with Stephen Ring, artist and photographer based in Westwood Ho. There are photos and links to some of the things we talked about on the show notes page. You can use the bit.ly short link, which is bit.ly bit forward slash creative conversations hyphen podcast and search for creative conversations episode ccv0205 stephen ring on beautiful north devon westwood home miniseries this concludes my three-part miniseries recorded in westwood ho thank you to my three guests stephen ring john barton and pete sawyer for sharing their stories with us to listen to more Creative Conversations, you can subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Creative Conversations, hosted by Yang Mei Ui. The Creative Conversations podcast is produced by tigerspirit.co.uk. The podcast short link again is bit.ly bit.ly forward slash creative conversations hyphen podcast. I'm Yang Mei Ui. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as at Tiger Spirit UK. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Yeah.